You're listening to the Technology for Mindfulness podcast, episode 17, hosted by me, Robert Plotkin. Today, I'm going to be speaking with Christopher Plowman, the CEO of Insight Timer, the world's most popular free meditation app. Insight Timer has a community of over 3 million meditators and over 7,000 free guided meditations, music tracks, talks, and courses in 25 different languages. The social component of the app includes a community of over 5,000 groups, which discuss a wide variety of topics relating to meditation every day. We're extremely pleased to welcome Christopher Plowman to the Technology for Mindfulness podcast. Today, I'd like to talk a little bit about using meditation apps to meditate. My interview today will be with Christopher Plowman, the CEO of Insight Timer, which is the most popular free meditation app. There are, of course, many, many other meditation apps available. There's hundreds and hundreds of them, some of the most popular being Insight Timer, Headspace, Calm, many others. You may wonder why use an app. The answer is you don't necessarily need to use an app. If you're a meditator and you are comfortable and happy with meditating in the traditional way that you're doing it, without an app, without any technology, except perhaps a meditation bell. Of course, it's a very low-tech kind of technology, but a technology nonetheless, then keep doing it. Uh, There's no need to use an app. I'm not going to try to push an app on anyone. But you might be curious, and you may or may not know much about what meditation apps do and why they may or may not be helpful to you. So Based on my experience using a number of them, let me just point out why you might find them interesting, or at least worth trying. The first thing is that at their most basic, meditation apps just mimic what a meditation teacher might do in a traditional guided meditation session. So the the absolute simplest way to use a meditation app is just to have it sound a bell at the beginning and end of your meditation session. I think just about any of the meditation apps out there provide this feature. It's nice to be able to meditate in between the bells, know that you can set the amount of time that you'll be meditating and to have a calming bell sound at the beginning and end. The next step after that would be to add some sound. And again, most of the meditation apps out there will let you pick a sound that's calming to play during the meditation, like water sounds or birds or some other sound of nature usually or some kind of calming music. Another feature that many of the meditation apps have that I find useful is that you can set them to remind you to meditate. You know, tell it I meditate at 6 a.m. every day or whatever time, and then the app will remind you to get started. So all the features I've mentioned so far are very simple. They don't really, in my view, make your meditation into some kind of super high-tech experience. You certainly, in my view, don't want to make meditation into something that's very distracting or stimulating uh, with a phone that's making all kinds of noises. It would be really contrary to the intention of meditation to do that. But bell at the beginning and end, sound in between, perhaps an alarm gentle one to remind you to start meditating. Those are all very low tech. Many of the apps let you have intermediate bells go off during the meditation. So let's say if you're meditating for 30 minutes, you might have a bell go off at 5, 10, 15, 20. Could even set them to have a different sound. Let's say, you know, the bell that's right near the end to help remind you to prepare for the meditation to be over. And if this is starting to sound complicated, 
One thing that's nice is most of the apps let you set up these settings once and then save them so that you don't have to keep going in and saying, I want it to be a bell at 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes. You do it once and then you just run it after that. And to get a little bit more complicated, but still not so much in my mind, is you can set up several different settings. Uh, one for a 30-minute meditation, one for a two-hour, one for a five-minute with its own sounds, bells, timing, etc. All to make it easier for you to get into that space and have a supportive environment for your meditation, even if you don't have a teacher or someone else there to do that for you. The next step, and I wouldn't say step up necessarily, it's just different, is of course, and this is the feature that many meditation apps are popular for, would be to have guided meditations. For example, in calm.com, there's a different short guided meditation every day. If you go into calm and you meditate every day, each day you'll hear a short different guided meditation with a person's voice. I know everyone has a different feeling about what kind of voice they like. So if you try a guided meditation app, you don't like the person's voice, look in the app to see whether it provides options for different voices. Many of them do or just try a different app. And as you'll hear about with the interview with Christopher Plowman today at Insight Timer, Insight Timer is one app that actually provides you with a choice of many, right now over 7,000 pre-recorded guided meditations that you can pick from. That's a bit more complex, that many people enjoy that ability to select a specific guided meditation to listen to. That's an overview of the most basic, common, and popular features that meditation apps have. There are many, many more. You might wish to uh, check out our site. We have reviews and descriptions of lots of other apps, or just do a search online for meditation apps. If you're someone who's into the idea of the quantified self, and you may not be, many of the meditation apps will track all kinds of statistics about your meditating, how long you've meditated, how many times you've meditated in the last month, total amount of time, you know, how many days in a row you've meditated, and on and on and on. You may or may not have any interest in that. Maybe you have none, and in that case, you just don't use those features or don't use an app that has those features. I just mention it because there are people who enjoy or otherwise benefit from that information. It might motivate them or just help them see changes in their meditating or what they see as progress over time. So I'm just mentioning that those are available. I hope you found this very brief introduction to an overview of guided meditation apps helpful, particularly if uh, perhaps you've never tried one or if you've been using a particular one for a long time and you haven't been aware of, of how guided meditation apps have developed and changed over time, perhaps you haven't been aware of the extremely wide variety of apps that are out there. And this will give a little bit of context for the upcoming interview with Christopher Plowman, CEO of Insight Timer. Hi, Christopher, and welcome to the Technology for Mindfulness podcast. Hello, Robert. It's nice to be talking with you. Since you're the CEO of Insight Timer, uh, which is the most popular free meditation app, I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about how you got started with Insight Timer. What was the gen genesis of it for you? Well, I didn't actually start Insight Timer. Uh, Insight Timer was sort of launched, I think it was the first meditation app in the iOS and Android app stores in 2000 and I think it was 2009, actually, maybe 2008. Um, and it was started by a guy called Brad Fulmer 
who lives in Petaluma, just outside of San Francisco. Um, and he was sort of happily coding away and the app sort of grew to about 100,000 users. Um, and about three years ago, my brother Nicholas became a meditation teacher. And my background is in tech and building online communities and apps and lots of stuff. And so he learned to meditate and I thought he'd sort of gone crazy. I didn't know much about <laughs> meditation at the time. And eventually I actually went on a meditation retreat on the north coast of Bali in about maybe that was about three years ago um, and really sort of had a good experience, a first-hand experience of meditation. So eventually Nick and I just kept talking and finally decided he, he as a meditation teacher thought it was very difficult to find new meditation students and um, to sort of get his teachings out to a wider audience. And so we decided that we wanted to build a meditation app, a meditation community. Um, but what we didn't want to do is we didn't want to do it from scratch, right, which means we didn't want to launch an app and then go and find the first user and then the second user and and so on and so on because that takes a lot of time and a lot of money. Um, so we thought we would go and acquire an existing app and build on it. And Insight Timer sort of fit the bill. It was the only app out there that we could find that actually um, understood the, the benefits of connection and community in terms of a meditation practice. Most of the apps out there are, are kind of solitary experiences. Um, and the other thing we liked about it is that it was mostly free. It wasn't entirely free when we bought it. It is now, of course. We made it 100% free when we bought it. Um, but most of the apps out there were trying to sort of commercial, are trying to commercialize a daily meditation practice. And Nico and I believe very strongly that everyone deserves access to a meaningful and free daily meditation practice. Um, and so that's what we did. We flew over to uh, San Francisco two and a half years ago and met with Brad and sort of presented to him what we wanted to do and offered to buy it from him. And he said, yes. So we became the new owners <laughs> on my 40th birthday in September, 2014. And, um, since then, of course, we've grown the app since we made it free. We're now about 3 million users. We're growing at about 10,000 users every single day. Um, we don't do any advertising. It's all sort of word of mouth. Um, and we've built a huge community of meditation teachers. So there's now 1,500 meditation teachers on the app. And we have the largest library of free guided meditations. I think we have 7,000 free guided meditations on the app. Um, and that's how we got involved. It's really amazing in many ways. There's lots of things I want to talk to you about here. One of them is this community aspect, which you said was what attracted you, I think, to Insight Timer in the first place and what you focused on building. Uh, it, it seems like a little bit of a paradox or perhaps a challenge that people are, in a sense, using the app individually on their own with their own device, and yet you've built up an incredible community where, in some other sense, people are meditating with each other. Could you talk a little bit about that and how you have actually promoted that sense of community with an app that people are using on their own? Well, I mean, I think the first thing is we haven't actually done anything. I mean, we've, <laughs> we've added lots of features. Um, a community, by definition, sort of is a group of people that sort of congregate around a shared set of ideals, right? So even though I say that we bought Insight Timer, um, we bought the technology, we bought the platform, um, and perhaps you could say we're custodians of the community, but really, I mean, you can't own a community because it's a group of people that just decide to be a community. If the community doesn't like what we do, um, they'll go somewhere else. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, obviously you just can't own a community. You can be involved in a community. You can you can help lead a community, but obviously you can't own one. Um, and so what we did when we first bought the app is we we noticed that there was about a thousand groups on the app. These are groups that our users had set up themselves. They're independently managed. Um and they're run by people on the app. We don't sort of administer or do anything like that. 
and there was about a thousand groups on the app um, from all around the world, you know, the far northern reaches of India and in Chicago and New Zealand and London and all over the place, um, and all talking about very different things. We have wonderful roomy poetry groups. We have, you know, meditators who are artists. We have people who talk about Buddhism and we have people who talk about Shinto and you name it, they're on the app. Um, and so we just literally observed. We bought the app. We met, we sort of introduced ourselves and said, look, we're not going to do anything really for the next 12 months at all except make it free um, and introduce lots of teachers to you. Um, and we're just going to sit and observe. Um, and that's what we did. And now I think we have about 6,500 groups on the app. Um, and as I, as I mentioned earlier, you know, there's now about 3 million people that use the app. Um, and we haven't really done anything, actually, apart from making it free and putting some teachers on the app. Um, and so I kind of think that, without sounding too esoteric here, but it, it feels like the universe is sort of supporting Insight Timer. It's, it's there's, you know, the spark has been lit and there are thousands, you know, 50,000 people that are joining the community every week. And we're not doing a lot, really. Um, we're just letting it grow. But what's interesting, you talked about the community piece um, and the solitary piece. What we find is that people on the app who tend to have uh, more friendships, more relationships with others on the app tend to actually meditate a bit more. It's interesting. We don't really know what the correlation is. But we get lots of people who say that I, I downloaded Insight Timer for the timer, and I ended up actually staying for the friends that I made on the app. Mm. Um, community is a very important part of conscious development. You know, community with your friends, community with your family, community with your coworkers. Um, and we do get people who sometimes arrive on the app for the first time and say, "Oh, this is this is just another Facebook." Um, you know, why do I need to know who's meditating? This isn't about competition. And of course, it's not. We don't sort of, we don't have a map on the home screen of the app to say who's meditating because it's a competition. We do it to make people feel sort of included um, and to create a sense of community. And it makes a really big difference for people in their meditation practice. I certainly know that I often jump on the app to meditate and am very curious as to which ones of my friends have been meditating today and which guided meditation they listen to. It's a great way to discover new teachers and new ideas. Um, so it, it, as you'll know, if you're a user of the app, it's an integral part of the experience um, and it, it sets us apart really from every other meditation app. It really does. And I appreciate uh, that you're being humble in, in your description of how little you and everyone else at Insight Timer has done. Uh, there, from my perspective, there, there clearly are some features which help, let's say, support that community. As you said, there are groups where people can talk with each other and interact outside of the meditations. There's the features where people can see who else is meditating. You know, and I, I, I do take your point that, of course, in the end, it's the users who are creating the community. But you have designed some features in the app, let's say, as a platform for facilitating that kind of development of community around the app. Yes, sorry. Perhaps I was perhaps I was not clear. I mean, we we have a team of twenty five people, and we work <laughs> we work around the clock um, trying to build the best possible experience. Of course, um, what I meant really is we haven't um, we've learned along the way. Well, I mean, let's just take what's happened in the last sort of three days with the what is it called Black Friday and Cyber Monday and all that sort of stuff, right? So. Um, I'm obviously I'm familiar with all of the other meditation apps out there and there's lots of them. I think at last count there was 1,800 meditation apps on the app stores. But what's happened to me just as a single individual in the last three days is I've probably received maybe 200 sales and marketing emails from meditation apps saying, you know, two for one mindfulness and 50% <laughs> off happiness this month and and all of this stuff which – to me, frankly, is just toe curling, you know, <laughs> because it's it's trying to commercialize meditation. 
Um, and of course, how many emails has Insight Timer sent in the last three days? Zero. We, I mean, we don't even have the ability to email um, our users. It's just not the way we go about things. We believe very deeply that attraction um, uh, long term is actually much more powerful than promotion, right? Which is that stillness is the greatest magnet of all. If you think of all those people that you truly love, that you sort of deeply like, many of them have a tendency to be quite um, centred, if you like. And it's the noise and the brashness and the, the promotion-y types that tend to be slightly jarring. And, and what I meant really was we don't advertise. Um, we don't spend money. We don't promote. Of course, we talk about our app, or at least I talk about the app to people who are interested um but we're not a promotional type company um and that's what i meant when i said we haven't really done anything um we haven't formed partnerships and content distribution agreements and done banner ads and billboards and advertisements we've just tried to really make the experience for a meditator uh contemplative um and enjoyable without all of the promotional hooks and notifications and stuff that you tend to get in other technology platforms um and it's worked very well you know we have people who meditate for many more minutes on our app than you know i mean it sounds like i'm being competitive here i'm not but you know if you look at the average time that an insight timer user meditates it's 21 minutes compared to most other apps which is four minutes um, and i'm just giving you that stat for context because i think actually what we found is the less we promote ourselves the less we sort of try and hook you in um the more likely actually people are to meditate it's sort of this it's this contradiction really um which has turned out to be a very you know, a very interesting one. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm not sure I'm going with that, but that's what we found. But the less we say, the, the, the more our users meditate. It's really incredible because there's a lot of people in the tech world, app developers and, and vendors who feel like they can't contact their users enough or spend enough on marketing messages, you know, to to attract users. And uh, you do have the, the most number of users at least of the free apps and people must be wondering how did you crack that nut <laughs> well i mean i think i don't think we know exactly but i think we can how should i say this uh in our view and look i think some of the apps out there um have done a good job in introducing mindfulness um to the mainstream but in our view there is a serious conundrum that arises at some point when you are commercializing someone's meditation practice, right? And this is what most of the apps do. They sort of offer you, a, you know, a 10 pack or a, a month free. And then the minute you get the hang of it, um, up comes the paywall, mm -hmm. right? And if you ex out, you know, you arrive at a point where it just doesn't work, right? Because, you know, the whole idea about meditation is to detach and to, be still and to not sort of be caught up in promotional activity and, you know, hooks and, and so on. But the problem is these meditation apps have built a business model which depends on you coming to their app every day to meditate. And this is where the problem is because if you don't meditate, they don't get paid, right? And for us, that's not a sustainable position. Yes. Right? Um, um, because at some point they're going to start saying, geez, We've got all of these people here working for us and people aren't meditating anymore. We better start making sure that they subscribe next year because if they don't subscribe next year, you know, we have a problem. And so what happens is what starts out, I think, you know, and I do genuinely believe that most of these apps start out with the very best intentions. What starts out as something that perhaps might be pure ends up like most sort of corporations becoming something that's not really so pure because, um, the, you know, their financial engine depends on you feeding it with your meditation practice. And that's why with Insight Timer, you will never, ever, ever be charged 
your daily meditation practice. We have 7,000 free guided meditations. We have a timer that gets used, you know, for about 180,000 meditation sessions every 24 hours. All of the profiles and the groups and the milestones and everything is free. Um, because we, because we don't get paid if you meditate or not. Um, and I do think that the user has a subliminal understanding of that. It might not necessarily be articulated when they first sign up to our app, nor is it articulated when you sign up to a paid app, but something somewhere deep inside, we think people understand that, that they just don't get sold to when they, when they sign up to Insight Timer. Um, and not only do they not get sold to, but it's actually the largest community of meditation teachers on the planet by a, by a country mile. There's an Aussie expression for you, but, um, you know, there's 1,500 teachers. So if you're interested in, if you've never meditated before, um, perhaps a little bit of meditation music might be a very gentle way to learn. We've got, you know, 800 female teachers, so a lot of people like a female voice when they're learning to meditate. And, of course, all of these things you can do in your own time without getting pop-ups and notifications and emails from us saying, hey, are you going to give us your credit card because the first 10 days is nearly over? Um, and that's why we think people hang around. It is amazing. I mean, what strikes me about Insight Timer is the not just the large number of meditations, but the quality. I mean, you do have the world's best, if I were to say best, teachers uh, available on Insight Timer from speaking to other people. It's what people generally mention to me about what they love about Insight Timer in addition to the community. Um, and it, without going too much into the business side of things, you know, I, I do speak to meditation teachers, you know, all of whom are really good people. And whether they're teaching locally or experimenting with teaching online, they do all struggle with this question of how to earn a living from it, at least in part, you know, if even if it's not their full-time job, where are they going to earn money? In our world, it is a part of life, and many of them would love to to not charge. And of course, you know, there are traditional ways of, of receiving money without charging it outright and so forth. But, um, you know, I don't want to ask you to give away the secret sauce of the company's business model, but could you just Talk a little bit generally about this broader issue. Yes, I, look, I, I mean, there is no secret source, by the way. And in fact, I've just written an article on Medium. If you go to medium.com forward slash insight timer, um, I've just written a big article on this, um, uh, about this very exact topic because, you know, as I've explained to our community um, regularly over the last 12 months, you know, it costs about $3 million a year to run Insight Timer, right? Um, and, of course, that's not sustainable. We just can't. I mean, we're very lucky because we have, um, you know, wealthy people who, who yes. love what we're doing, <laughs> who are happy to pay the bills. Um, but but it's more than that because, actually, when Nico and I bought the company, Nico was a meditation teacher, and he said it's very difficult to do this full time, right? Mm -hmm. And we kind of take the view that, you know, teachers are kind of the most important thing we have going for us at the moment on this planet. And really, most of the problems that arise really at their core um, are derived from fear, and fear comes from ignorance, right? And the antidote to ignorance, obviously, is knowledge, and knowledge comes from teachers. I mean, it's a long bow, but actually it, it, it's, it makes sense. And so we kind of wanted to do three things. The first thing is we wanted to make sure that every person on the planet, no matter how much money you have or where you live or what language you speak, could get free and meaningful daily meditation practice on Insight Timer. That's the first thing. And when I say free, I really mean it. I don't mean you get 10 for free and then we'll hit you with a credit card. I mean free for life. In you get 1,500 teachers. So that was the first thing. The second thing we wanted to do was kind of address Nico's problem, which is generate meaningful income for meditation teachers, right, and and meditation music musicians and so on, right? Um, and the third thing, obviously, was to build a company that was commercially conscious, right? And I'll get to that in a minute. But, of course, it's very difficult to generate meaningful income for meditation teachers when you give your product away for free, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right? 
very difficult. And so we spent about 18 months speaking to oh, maybe 20,000 of our users, um, pretty much all of our teachers, trying to find a way to build a strong, sustainable, profitable company without commercializing your meditation practice, um, without putting a paywall in front of the knowledge, right? Um, and in the end, we've come up with three ideas. And in fact, we're rolling out the first idea. Um, is it December already? I've just realized it might be. Almost. No, almost <laughs> so before Christmas, we're going to – so I, I put an article up um, to our community and I put it on Medium as well. Um, I think three weeks ago, it says we're going to do three things. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to create some sort of advanced features, if you like, right? Um, so um, things like um, offline listening, right? So at the moment you can stream all of the guided meditations for free, but some people say, listen, I'd love to be able to download all of this content onto my device so that if I go camping or if I don't, you know, if I don't have Wi-Fi access, I want to be able to listen to all of this content without internet access. So we're going to release that feature, right? Um, and you'll pay, you know, $2 a month to have offline listening, right? But we don't, That you know, what that doesn't mean is it doesn't mean that suddenly all of the guided meditations are behind a paywall. You can still listen to them for free, but if you'd like to actually put them on your phone and turn your phone off, you can do that for $2 a month, right? And then we're going to release a few other advanced features that will also be $2 a month. But they're completely optional, right? Everything on the app as it currently is will not change. Um, this will be for people that actually just want to pay for extra features, not for people um, to start having to pay for, um, for guided meditations, right? So that sort of ticks the daily meditation free product. The second thing we're doing is we're introducing donations. So lots of people say, I'd love to contribute um, money to your teachers, right, to Insight Timer teachers, maybe $5 a month or, you know, $1 a month or just a one-off of, you know, $10 or something like that because I listen to their work every single day. I'd like to be able to make a contribution. Um, so that'll be launching just after Christmas. And, of course, Insight Timer will take a small percentage of that. Most of that will go directly to the teacher, but we'll get a we'll get a small cut, maybe 10 or 15%. Um, and the Third thing, which is one that I'm probably most excited about, um, are Insight Timer courses. So um, most meditation teachers have fantastic long-form, in-depth courses that they've been building um, for many years um, that they do typically sell, right? It's not the daily meditation, but if you're, if you're you know, very interested in Buddhism or, if, you know, perhaps you've got acute anxiety or something like that. Of course, you can do lots of guided meditations on that for free, but if you wanted to do a 30-day course with that teacher and get regular feedback, um, you'll be able to do a course on the app and that will be something that you will pay for. Um, and I'm quite excited about this model because the other thing we've done with courses, if you've ever done an online course, you'll know that they're, they're kind of clunky, they're prohibitively expensive, um, and if you know the commercial arrangements of most companies who sell online meditation courses, the company that's selling them makes a lot more than the meditation teacher that actually creates it. And for us, this is not right. So because we have such a huge audience, we can shift that whole thing on its head, really. So we've actually completely redesigned the learning experience for these courses. Um, so there's going to be 10-day courses, which are 10 or 15 minutes a day. They include an audio class, interactive polls, discussions with the teacher and the other people doing the course with you. And you'll be able to rent that for $7, right? So you don't have to purchase it outright. And if at the end of the course you like it and you want to keep the course and you want to stay in that classroom um, forever, then you can purchase it, I think, for another $10 or something like that. And then later in next year, we're going to release 30-day courses for sort of much more in-depth knowledge. And we're really trying to build the largest sort of conscious classroom on the planet, but using very modern day mobile friendly functionality and a price point that's actually very affordable for most people. Um, and all of these things, of course, mean at the end of the day that you still, if you don't want to do courses and you don't want extra features, 
you still have everything on the app for free. You can learn to meditate and stay meditating forever. Um, and hopefully people will be, get interested in the features and get interested in the courses. And the sum total of the commissions we get from the revenue that goes to the teachers will mean that we can pay the $3 million a year it costs to run Insight Timer. So that's the idea. That's amazing. Thanks so much for sharing it. I mean, it seems to me to have a lot of integrity and address this need in the, that both the meditators and the teachers have. I'm thinking primarily of the teachers. You know, there's so many great teachers out there who what they do best and want to do is teach. And their challenge is getting the word out there, doing the marketing or the distribution. And, you know, what I hear is you talking about really developing a platform for all of that, that the teachers can plug into so that what they can do is focus on the teaching. That's a, that's exactly what we're trying to do. That was where Nico's problem started right at day one. Um, and, you know, we're, well, we're trying to do two things. We're trying to free up teachers time so that they do a lot less admin, right? The whole sales and marketing and invoicing. And the other thing we're trying to do is give them a much bigger audience. Um, it's very difficult. If you're a meditation teacher in Massachusetts, for example, um, which is, I think where you said you were, yes. um, to actually expand beyond your local area. What Insight Timer does is it gives you an audience of people all around the world. We have some teachers on our app now who have you know, 160, 170,000 people following them. So every time they upload something new, 150,000 people find out about it straight away. And soon those teachers will be able to um, add courses and a portion of those, you know, followers will do that course and that teacher will now be able to make money um, in Massachusetts from students all around the world. That's fantastic. And it actually leads me to the next question, which is a little bit more of a mix uh, of the philosophy with user experience and, the, and uh, the teacher's experience. I wonder if you could talk a little bit about the, the challenges and the opportunities for taking what traditionally has been a very, let's say, intimate in-person experience, either when people meditate individually on their own or in a group with a teacher, where traditionally it's been people in a room physically together. And you know, I've done that many times. I can't explain to you exactly why it feels different to be meditating, even with my eyes closed, <laughs> in a room silently with other people than individually. But there is something different about it. And I wonder if you could talk about you know, the challenge of, of translating that experience into an online experience and trying to, I assume, retain all of the benefits of the traditional way of meditating and, and add to it the benefits of connecting people online? Look, it's a very good question. Um, and I'm not sure I can answer it. Um, <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Um, how do I do this? I mean, obviously you've heard of the Maharishi effect, I'm assuming. Yes. Um, so, you know, they did that. Uh, well, the Maharishi effect is that if you get a certain number of people meditating at the same time, that it sort of increases the effects of, of meditation, not just for you as an individual, but for everything around you. Um, and actually they, they tested this in, I think it was 1993 in Washington, a bunch of people with the university and some scientists sort of, um, they went to the chief of police in Washington. They said, we're going to reduce crime rates uh, by 25% um, because we're going to rent a, they rented an airport hangar, I think, or something. And they got, I think, started out as 400 people or 4,000 people. Anyway, they all meditated and a bell would go off and then they would stop meditating, then the, the bell would go, off, would go on again randomly. Um, and they did this over a period of three days. And before they did it, the, the chief of police said, the only thing that's going to reduce crime rates by, you know, 10% in this city is 15 feet of snow. <laughs> and actually, they ran the test. And not only did and crime rates drop by 23%, directly in line with, the times when they were meditating and then when they would stop, crime rates would go up again. 
Um, and not only crime rates, but the financial markets would improve, um, seismic activity would settle. So there's all of this data that we don't really understand yet that actually suggests that, you know, collective consciousness has a, uh, a quantifiable impact on things around us that we don't necessarily understand yet. And, of course, some scientists now say that they can prove the connection, but that's way beyond my, my pay grade, right? So, so the reason why I said I don't think I can answer it is because I can't work out what it is about our app um, that, that does that, but it does. Right, I don't know what it is because, you know, it, if you look at our app, it's a relatively straightforward product. You jump on the app and you can see a map and you can see everyone meditating around the world and then you close your eyes and you meditate in essentially a solitary experience and then at the end it says 14,000 people meditated with you. Um, there's no magic to the screens, the, you know, the actual UI screens, right? Um, Someone could go and, in fact, lots of apps try and <laughs> replicate our app all the time. I mean, literally, you know, new apps come out all day that kind of do exactly what we do. Um, but there's something about our app. I don't know. There's just it, – it, there is a very big difference, I think, at the end of a insight timer meditation than there is if you, say, meditate on calm or headspace or something like that, for example, which are both do a great job at what they do, right? But they don't have that something which I can't describe because they're very solitary experiences, right? Insight Time is a very community-focused app. Um, but I can't tell you why our app does it. Um, I don't know what the magic is, but it's it's definitely there. I would agree with you, Robert. Something is something feels interesting about it, but I don't know how to describe it. It's completely fair. I understand. That's why I started out by saying I know I've experienced it uh, at least with with people together. And even though I can't explain, you know, what's different about it, and I suspect many many other people have had that experience as well. Yeah, and and a, a lot of people, um, lots of meditation teachers have tried to do this on Facebook, right? They've tried to run live meditation sessions on Facebook, putting aside for a second my views of Facebook, um, <laughs> which aren't great. Um, but I don't know if you've ever done a, a meditation session with someone on Facebook, but it just does not feel right. There's something about it that just, I don't know, maybe it's the video, maybe it's the I'm on Facebook with notifications flying all over the place and likes and hearts and thumbs up and I don't know what it is, but, um, you know, it's the, the people have tried to do this and it doesn't, and on a platform like Facebook, it doesn't seem to work. Um, but with us, it it seems to make a difference. Well, I'm sure I know you have a lot of people working inside Insight Timer all the time to improve the user interface and the user experience. I mean, on the one hand, it's very simple, but you've clearly put a lot of thought and, and effort into making it as effective as possible. I wouldn't say, I was about to say in the face of the simplicity, maybe because of the simplicity. Uh, I wonder though if there, if there are any uh, continued challenges or new avenues you'll be exploring in the user interface or experience while trying, you know, not to make it more complex. Yeah, I mean, geez, where do I start? There are so <laughs> many things about the app that frustrate me enormously. Um, I mean, so many. It's just almost an insurmountable list. I sit down with our product team um, every Tuesday, um, and the list is unachievably long. <laughs> <laughs> um, because you have to remember, we we inherited a whole bunch of legacy code that was built by a very talented, but just one individual. Um, and so the code base was extremely old when we bought it. Um, and perhaps not structured in the in the most logical way, and so, you know, I always tell the team it's a bit like we're we're kind of flying an old DC seven oh seven, and we're trying to get everyone. And there's lots of people in the plane, 
and we're trying to move them all across the new A380 um, while we're still flying the old one. Um, so, you know, I mean, our, our app actually, we have some sections which are new, like the guided meditation library and the, the play screen for guided meditations, um, which I think are, are, are a good representation of what we're capable of when we do something from scratch. Um, the time is relatively new, so that kind of works well. The whole profile section, the groups, the messages is all code that was written back in the dark ages. Um, and so we've got to go and rebuild the whole infrastructure for that. Um, in terms of new features, actually, I often uh, tell my team, and we have a, you know, a very talented, enthusiastic, young product team, developers, and they're always wanting to add new stuff, right, new ideas. Um, and I'm always saying no, actually. Uh, I kind of feel like that's, that's my job. Um, because you do get software bloating and features that sort of aren't timeless and they might be great today, but they tend to be a little bit finicky. And you have to remember that, you know, I mean, we have about, I think, almost 300,000 people that actually are on our app every single day. Um, we have many more than that, obviously, every month. But on any given day, there's maybe 300,000 people on the app. And they're actually there to disconnect, to switch off, to contemplate, to be still. Um, what they want is quick access to the timer, quick access to some guided meditations from their favorite teachers, and perhaps to send a message or two to some friends. Um, that's all they want to do. They don't want all the bells and whistles. Um, so we do have some exciting ideas around um, perhaps creating a better live experience where, you know, perhaps 100,000 people could all actually meditate in real time with real time audio from a teacher. And we're experimenting with a few things there. But apart from that, we're just really going to be spending the next two or three years improving the, the code and improving and simplifying everything. We won't really be adding a whole bunch of new stuff, which might disappoint some people, but I actually think that the majority of our listeners will be, well, the majority of our users will be happy to hear that. <laughs> Despite the fact that there's so much richness, richness in terms of the number of meditations, number of teachers, the social aspects, you can still go in and just start a timer and meditate if that's what you want to do <laughs> without going through lots of different menus or options. You know, that basic ability to use it as a meditation timer is still there easily on the surface. Oh, goodness, it is. I mean, it's, you know, for a very long time, that was the only thing you could do. Um, since we've introduced the teacher platform, I was very worried when we started inviting meditation teachers um, to upload guided meditations because I thought that would um, mean people would use, sort of would meditate in silence less. And, of course, that hasn't happened. Um, I think we do about 300,000 meditations every single day. Um, I think about 150 of those, 140 of those are timers sessions, which is a silent meditation, and about 160 are guided. Um, but those numbers just keep growing, you know, every day. But, you know, we are Insight Timer. We started out as a timer. All of my team wants me to change the name of the company from Insight Timer to something else. Um, and I, of course I won't do that either. Um, perhaps I'm being a bit obstinate, but I kind of, I love that statements out of that movie into the wild. He was quoting something. He says, call things by their rightful name. Um, and to me, we are insight timer, even if we've evolved into something much more than just a timer, but that's, that's what Brad decided to call us. And so that's what will stay. Fantastic. I wonder if we could um, wrap up by by giving you a chance just to uh, talk to anyone who's not a user of Insight Timer, you know, who may be thinking about it, either about what they should expect or or how, what they could benefit from, and if you could then say something to any meditation teachers who whose teachings are not on Insight Timer yet, but who might be interested in it. Yeah, look, I'd love to. Um... 
Look, I think if you're not on Insight Timer yet, then that either means you're happy with another app, which means that's great, you're meditating every day, um, or you haven't learned to meditate yet, um, or perhaps you're someone that meditates without any technology at all, in which case I'm even more proud of you. <laughs> um, um, but, you know, if you are interested in meditation, I think Insight Timer really is a very gentle on-ramp. Um, as I explained earlier, you know, we're not going to try and sell anything to you. Um, we're not trying going to try and force you into a particular type of meditation. Um, it's just a very welcoming, opening community, and you can just download the app for free and start playing around. There's a beginner's section. You can say, I just want to try it for five minutes today, and we'll, we'll give you 20 or 30 different things you can do in five minutes, um, and you can pick whether or not you're interested in stuff that's sort of religious or spiritual, or if you're not interested in that, if you're more into secular and scientific, you can also say, look, I don't want any religious or spiritual content. I just want the, the stuff that's scientifically based. Um, you can pick a male voice or a female voice. There's lots of different things you can do on the app to really customize it to who you are. Um, so that's what I would say to people who are interested in trying this out. Just download it and have a go. And, of course, to meditation teachers, um, I'd say that, we, you know, there's 3 million people on the app who are interested in what you have to say. Um, I've spent about two months in America last year traveling all over America, meeting with meditation teachers. I've just come back from Copenhagen and uh, Hurs in Sweden, um, spent a few days up there meeting with meditation teachers. We're heading up to London and Dublin next week to meet with meditation teachers. Um, if you, you know, if you're interested in sharing your work with the world and eventually actually monetizing that in a way that doesn't put the knowledge behind a paywall, then go to insighttimer.com and follow the prompts, send an email to our publishing manager, Maddie, and we'll have you up on the app in no time. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to speak to me. I'm really looking forward to seeing the, the new offerings that you talked about, uh, which I understand are coming up. Uh, pretty soon, and to continuing to use Insight Timer myself. Thanks so much, Christopher. It's my pleasure, Robert. Thanks for having me. I've enjoyed talking with you. Thanks for joining us for this Technology for Mindfulness podcast with me, Robert Plotkin, and today's guest, Christopher Plowman, the CEO of Insight Timer, the most popular free meditation app. If you liked today's episode, please leave us a review on iTunes and share the episode with your friends. Those and all other links are in the show notes. And check out our blog at technologyformindfulness.com for information and tips about science, technology, and mindfulness. I'm Robert Plotkin, and I'll join you next time on the Technology for Mindfulness podcast with William Powers, author of New Slow City, Living Simply in the World's Fastest City about how he and his wife got rid of 80% of their stuff and lived in a micro-apartment in New York City for a year of slow, human-scale living.